You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 170th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando. Hey, this is Matt in Minneapolis, Minnesota, bringing the energy that Super Rookie is a little low on right now. <laughs> okay, uh, this is Spencer in Boston, bringing up the middle ground here. Um, can't quite keep up with the little guy with that, uh, what do you got, like a vegan Red Bull over there? Or uh, what I'm drinking is a cider stout thingamajigger in a hmm. ringneck pheasant glass. <laughs> All right. I'm here. I'm live. I am bringing my A game energy wise. <laughs> oh, all right. Out Good. of retirement. Here we are, gentlemen. I am in the home of oh, Edger Blades. And we were talking Wait, in what? the podcast green room about Edger Blades and about how yep. a friend of mine, he's like the local strong guy. His name's Tick <laughs> Bowen. Oh, he's a pretty cool guy. That's a really yeah. good name. Yeah. Is that his real name yeah. or is that, that his racing name? That's his racing name, but he's a real okay. cool dude. And he pointed out to to me and many others that here in Florida we come across edger blades on the side of the road throughout, and it has to do with the landscaping that happens. So when you find an edger blade, it's a pretty big deal. You put it in your pocket, you paint your name on it, That's put it. the date and where you found it, and he started collecting okay. them. And now people are just picking them up all over the place. I know up there you guys find other things on the side of the road, like magazines. Cassette tape. Uh, you know, you know, up wire. here in Massachusetts, we find like uh, good health care and stuff, <laughs> oh. stuff like that on the side See, of the road. I, you know what I was going to say? I was going to stop you there and just say like, oh, we we just find you know spare tax dollars mm-hmm. on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> For like public so and things like that. I got my very first Edger blade. Um, it was a big day. We, uh, the guy I was riding with got one too. We saw two in one day. Um, they're oh, all, they are yeah, all over. So uh, check out the slow ride pod Instagram account. You can see what they look like. If you find one, hit us up. We'll get you the address so you can contribute it to the art project. That's nice. <laughs> People say that Florida, you know, doesn't have a good, healthy environment. Hey, blades everywhere. Are, are you sure that this is a, uh, art project and maybe tick isn't just running a home landscaping business out of well, it's not just using the, this as a way to get supplies. Most of the edger blades are <laughs> discarded with rounded corners because they, they've been used. Oh. So what happens is the landscapers put them in the back of their trailer and then they naturally fall off. So mm. I think he's going into the smelting business mm. to make oh, um, yeah. swords Scrapper. and other types of uh, medieval art to sell at Renaissance fairs. Oh, he's just like the slowest, laziest scrapper in the world. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. he wants us to bring it to him, but only things that fit in jersey pockets. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, if I'm ever in Florida, I will keep my ass peeled. Yeah. So so good news here. And then I did a uh, um, Labor Day ride today, and I didn't get dropped, although I did make the call for the auto boost uh, when we were going (laughs) up the big climb. I was like, all right, Gruppetto, auto boost back here. And then, you know, naturally 15 people were like, yeah. I'll totally shut it down with you. And I was like, sweet. We, I'm not riding in by myself. 
That was great. That's nice. Where'd you find a big climb? Are you twenty five hundred feet of climbing on my ride today? Is that a lot? What? <laughs> Did you guys find a big staircase somewhere and just run up it a few times or something? There's that much climbing. Yeah, just northwest of Orlando. There's some, oh. you know, there's some decent climbs. We've talked about it. We hit a climb today. Yeah. They call it Thrill Hill, thirteen percent gradient. Oh, well, that's a that's, that's a hill. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> I sort of like do. the uh, the uh, gradients of some of these climbs in the Volta, which. Uh, is a little scarier because they go on for 30k sometimes. Wow, you know. segue Sam over there. Let's get into the Vuelta. And today, probably one of their most famous climbs in the country of Spain, the Sierra Nevada, um, was conquered by Miguel Angel Lopez of Team Astana. Ah, His second. Shh, 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 quiet. Spencer's going to hear you and he's going to start gloating. His... Shh, quiet, quiet. His second win in the mountains. He got second on the other mountain stage. Um, yeah, that was good for him. It was great to see. He seemed like he had a lot of energy when he passed at Yates. I don't even know what Yates it was, but man, was he like Yates tried to stay with him and he just dropped him. So it was exciting. That guy's a beast. He is They're a beast. He's I don't the- even think the Yates knew which Yates he was. Now the, now the commentator uh, was saying that uh, – many of the cycling experts of Colombia is that he is the true future of Colombian cycling, that he is the, 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 the one he's the next. Well, it makes one. sense. Cause neither is, is good, the past. <laughs> is he a good what, time 27? trialer? I don't actually trials? know. Spencer, do you know? Lopez? No, I don't know. All right. We'll find out on Tuesday whether or not he's a good time trialist. Okay. I, he certainly today um, settled who's the team leader of Astana because he won his second stage and he leapt over Aru in the GC standing. So I don't believe he's going to have to pretend in the post-race interviews anymore that he was just following attacks for Aru. I think he can now start <laughs> saying that the team was working for him. Um, Spencer, I know you're pretty happy about this. Yeah, yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised. I mean, good for him. Uh, I... I love the Vuelta for this reason. Like, there's always somebody has a breakout ride, you know, every year at the Vuelta. And, like, it's not like Lopez is an unknown quantity. No. Um, but but he's really, you know, taking this opportunity to shine. And, and all the big guns are there. So you can't be like, well, you know, he did good at the Vuelta. Yeah. But, like, literally everybody is there. So it's a, it's a pretty strong card to play. Well, yeah. even just even just that one, he went on the attack with Contador today, which he went on the attack with a legend, dropped him, mm-hmm. and then he caught that break, which had a Yates, Bardet, and Kreiswick in it. So that mm-hmm. that break was a solid GC contention team right there. And oh yeah, that's how great that this Adam Volta Yates? is. I to, it was Adam that was in the break today. Yeah, I mean, but that's how great this Man, Volta did he is. Pop I think. hard. That those guys aren't aren't even there racing GC basically. Chrysler might be pretending to be racing GC still, but you know what I mean. Like, I those s- guys are just trying to pick up stage wins at this point. Yeah. yeah. When Yates was um, trying to stay on Lopez's wheel when he came past him at, with like two k to go, and he like yeah. responded to the you know the acceleration, and then all of a sudden you felt his pain because we've all been there before with like yep. that explosion of just yeah he's in the red and then see you later Yates. Back to uh, back to the auto yeah. store. He gave it Which a good. Actually, he we, gave it a good try. But. Um, Michael uh, Naylor hit us up with an email, and he said, "Hey, who's running the Yates Brothers Auto um, in Texas while the Yates Brothers are racing the Vuelta?" Thanks, your number one St. Louis fan. 
Ooh, uh, so I don't know I who's running the, the store, but uh, the you know. Well, that's the little-known third brother, yeah. Frank Yates. Frank Yates, not quite <laughs> yeah. as good of a climber as the other two. So, um, so you guys actually, enjoying lo- this Volta? I think it's been smashing, to say it in a Britishy way. It's, yes. it's been okay. I, I have been fully enjoying it. It's been incredible. I will go above <laughs> and beyond what Tim's Tim, review of the Volta. Yeah, Tim. Was why there. is this just okay? I feel like this has been. It's, though it's we've like only had one leader, long. I think it's been. Uh, say, I think I, so, if it was all right, just good. Two weeks. No, no, you brought up a good point. I we wanted to bring this up. I wanted to bring up the three week thing, and especially to you, Spencer. How? <laughs> okay. Because your guy Lopez, you've been, you've made the argument occasionally that races like the Volta should maybe be two weeks long, right? Yeah. So, yeah, your boy Lopez, he's he's. He's been climbing the rankings steadily. I think he's getting better as the race goes on. I think if it ended now, what's he in? Fourth or fifth on GC? Fifth, Six. I think? Uh, fifth, six? Six. Six. So, six right now. That, that's good. That's solid. But I think yep. this last week, he's got a solid chance of getting on the podium. It's true. So no, it's do true. you still and, like and, two weeks' stage races? Because I think some now, guys are better. In here's here's the thing. Now, with... I don't I don't necessarily think every grand tour needs to be 2 weeks long but I think that some of them should be because it'll cause more exciting races like they wouldn't have raced the same way up until today's stage if it was the last stage right like That's true. it would have been even a little crazier than it was but I think the Vuelta is the least uh in need of shortening down to 2 weeks because it is very exciting generally and when we get all the players uh, in the game like we do have this year, um, it makes for great racing. Yeah. The Giro, on the other hand, that could be two weeks because they always try to pack everything in anyway. <laughs> and the Tour, holy crap, that could just be a couple of time trials in, in a Champs-Élysées <laughs> stage. So, like, what, what, so what Spencer, if I, I got to good... interject here. Right, you go. I got to interject real quick just on the – that everyone sure. is there. The, the, the Vuelta would be way more exciting if we did have <laughs> – like Valverde at Valverde. the minimum in the race that there's just, I these, mean, is movie star it, even there? Been, yeah. Is movie star in the race? Exactly. Here's the thing. <laughs> Froome, like we respect him. We talk about that. Like he's doing great things and you're like, all right, you know, like we will appreciate him when he retires for what he's been able to do, but they're just, he just has such a strong team behind him that it's just like, now I'm just watching for the stage wins, which have been great. Lopez's win today was pretty cool. Cool to see Zacharin attack. Yeah, but, I don't know. It's just I it's agree. just not as good of a Vuelta as last year. You gotta wait for that third week. Yeah, dude. It's it's only gonna get crazier. We've still got so many mountaintop yeah. finishes. Yeah, N- so Nabali much... hasn't even done anything yet. It's he's only a minute back. He's only a minute back. How much will um, he be uh, back after the time trial on Tuesday? Two minutes, minute, minute and a half. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I say a minute and a half. Uh, I think he's gonna lose a little more. But, mm. but see, all right. So time trial speaking, if so, I, what two guys I'm excited about? Zacharin moving onto the podium today for the yep. provisional podium. I think he can do a good TT. And I know you're excited, Spencer. Though I don't think he's on your team. Is Kelderman? Yeah, no, Kelderman's not. No, I should have put him on. Um, I know. And my two big regrets for Velo Games yeah. are Kelderman and Woods. Yeah. Either one of them. Would you have know, been a those solid the, pick. I know. Yeah, those were the picks. Uh, Do you guys know I, what my I, biggest I, regret is at for Velo Games? Uh, hmm, probably all nine riders. <laughs> yeah. Playing. 
<laughs> I should I should have just pulled a little guy and not yeah. not put in a team, and then you guys could have randomly selected a team for me that would have done better. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you, I the only thing I'm worried about with Kelderman is that I it sounds like Sunweb also has that virus that seems to be decimating all the teams. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. lost do you think he's sleeping Sam somewhere Lumen. else? Like he's in a. <laughs> They've got to have him like in a chamber, like off by himself. Well, are those like, allowed? That that's uh, it's true. I don't know. Have the altitude tents. It's Could true. you have Is your that own one? chamber, like a bubble, like a like a bubble yeah. with air coming in, purified and stuff? I don't know. I don't think there's a rule written about 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 that yet. They they but better. He sleeps yeah. in a clean room. He sleeps in yeah. a clean this, room that that they set sickness up. Sickness that's going around. Is that what uh, ended up destroying the? Um, the uh, the aqua blue bus. Somebody <laughs> just really fucking thrashed that bathroom, and yeah, he was like, uh, "Oh man, I'm probably. just gonna have to light a mattress on fire and stuff it under this bus to clean up this mess." It's, I mean, yeah, that's how about that idea. aqua blue bus? Yeah, that's I mean, crazy. Ex- that was an explosion right there. I mean, that was kind of crazy. That's another. Um, I put a put a tick mark over in the old Vuelta category, like as far as most <laughs> exciting to, uh, grand tours, because you know you always get something crazy at the Tour de France, but like Vuelta is even ratcheting up, uh, <laughs> you know, trying to level the playing field there on the yeah. uh, shenanigans outside that, of the race. That is ever, cooler than the ever uh, since track ASO, bus getting stuck this year. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 like ASO takes over, and then they're like, "All right, we got to do something crazy. Let's light a bus on fire, and then have a cop push some push a, a spectator that's running in front of a moto that causes the moto to crash." And then, yeah, did you see the it. the fan that pushed the guy from Katusha? Yeah, and that then was they crazy. they announced that the guy or that whoever was pushed and from Katusha let out a tweet later where he's like, "Yeah, the police said that the individual that pushed him was like." Um, uh, mentally uh, um, challenged, and so there's a little bit of a, um, you know, just watching them like they weren't being uh, uh, facilitated for, and so the cop kind of got to him too late. But the, yeah. I mean, that's crazy. He like two hands shoved the guy over the barrier. Thank goodness, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a steep drop. And the guy from Katusha showed way more class than I would have if someone pushed me over the side of the barrier. Um, yeah, totally. no, that's true. Craziness. I gotta get. I gotta, police... do gotta give it to uh, to Katusha for that. Their whole response to that was very well done and very measured. And like, hey, like this isn't an okay thing to do. Fans, all fans, you know, like mm-hmm. keep yeah. your hands off the well, riders. Don't run alongside us. Like, have some respect for us. We're athletes, but then also like being like, hey, you know, this guy had issues. Yada yada. That was the best part. It's, was that they acknowledged gonna, the issues. Yeah, there's no reason to pursue this any further. Yeah. Like it is what it is, you know. And that was very that well was done. A lot of, very well handled. That was a lot of class. And then the, um, yeah. you know, which is you know, and then uh, Zacharin, pure class. So Katusha's uh, on the upswing in my uh, team power rankings, which we, of course we'll do at the end of the year at the team power ranking corner, which I. <laughs> competition which okay. i just dropped on you guys um wow, <laughs> boom like a ton of bricks what am i um, gonna do have yeah. you guys so, been on the volta website like the official volta website no no but I does do it that? show the cops running alongside the riders riders because it's um, amazing these cops are working harder than they ever have before they're like running next to the riders it's great they are actually I no I, I don't think it shows that 
It it does though have a really cool <laughs> nerdy feature. I want everybody to go check this out. They have the geology for each stage. They have like an entire piece written by someone from the University of Madrid about all the geology and all the like rock formations throughout the entire stage that they go through every day. And it's super cool and interesting and they've got cool 3D maps you can check out and you can learn all about uh, where you are. Rather than it just being, you know, another dusty stage and another dusty stage, you can actually figure out um, what's going on there. I've never seen any Grand Tour do that. They always, you know, there's like a touristy element, but this is a touristy nerd element that I really like. That's pretty cool. Um, I kind of like that. Like, I don't really care what the chateau is, but I do kind of want to know what rock, what age the silt on the side of the road that caused Chris Froome to slide out yeah. was from. They'll break yeah. it down for you and tell you why that one stage was so sandy all over the road. And they'll be <laughs> like, because of this formation from 15 million years ago that left this deposit all over this area. Boom. Huh. It's pretty cool. They have they have a profile for every single stage you can go and check out. Um, but it, it's a nice added dimension because sometimes you're watching these races and you got Phil and Paul telling you some stuff and you're just like, dude, you guys don't know anything about this area. Stop reading this copy poorly. This is yeah. this is actually right. in depth. So, here's one thing. Today was Sierra Nevada. They that is the highest mountain that they cross in the Vuelta, right? It's it's one of the highest. Now I think, I think it's the, the highest they finish. Yeah, but the Galibier is the highest at twenty six hundred meters or something like that. Because I think that the um, uh, Sierra I think Nevada this was higher, is wasn't twenty. It? I don't. Well, they're both really high. But what I want to get it, does, the, does that climb seem really hard in comparison to some of the other ones? Um, maybe it's just the roads being so wide, so it doesn't it doesn't have the backdrop that some of the other mountain passes do. It just didn't see like it seemed well, really wide. To, that I I'd didn't say think it's it wide. was you know switchbacky. It wasn't very switchback. It's very wide. It's very open, which I think doesn't lend itself to making it look as hard as you're watching it. Like okay. so, obviously, like. The Zonkalon or whatever in, in the Giro looks amazing because it's super steep and the road is super narrow and you've got all these fans. But really, like, a wide climb like this that was super long. I mean, this thing was, like, 20-plus yeah. K long. And then the altitude is super crazy. And then there's wind, and which doesn't, you know, you can't really tell very much. But when, like, Contador is trying to go solo, you know, into a headwind for 20K, um that's yeah, what, but I, I agree. It like I saw the attacking it, of Contador, and then he wasn't getting anywhere, and then it was like you could see him the whole time because it wasn't windy and switchbacky, so it was just yeah. like this grind. Well, yeah. they're gonna get to the windy ones. Don't worry, they'll get to the switchbackies, the windy backies. <laughs> well, the only reason I haven't given up, guys, is because I've bought my subscription now to NBC Sports Network yeah. Gold, so I no longer have like a login that I'm using. So therefore, I have to watch it. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'll be watching the time trial on Tuesday, but it is the 16th stage. So uh, we probably won't do a competition because people only have like 12 hours to put this up. And we haven't done one all year anyway. But I will say that uh, Daniel Oss is going to be in 16th place on the time trial. I don't even know if he's still racing, I guess, when I said that. I'm going to (laughs) say Nibali, the shark. 16th? Yeah. He'll be way better than that. Uh, All right. Who do you think is going to get 16th? How long is this, TT? I think it's long, man. It's okay. long. I don't remember. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, Ala Philippe in 16th. Ooh, he's been silent. He's been saving the legs. You think he's been saving the legs for the TT? No, <laughs> I think 16th is is a good result for somebody who's decent, mm. but isn't at the 
pointy end of the race. And you like, know, like day after the rest 40K. day, he's got to like get the legs back for the climbing stages to come. So he's sort of just using it yeah. as an opener for the for the mountain stage. He's going to win yeah. on the third week. Okay. Yeah, there's the, there's a threshold work. Good I, I, I get his coach told him he had to do it full gas. Yeah. It was uh, 40K, and it's yeah. uh, relatively flat. So uh, there you go. Uh, yeah, it'll be fine. I guess so the, tw- bit, or the um, Volta's got to have one bad stage. <laughs> I, one reason I do like the um, the commercial-free coverage on uh, the NBC Gold is, for the Volta especially, is that I'm not as familiar with Spain as I am with the Tour, you know, France through the Tour, tour de France. Like, you get to know yep. the same regions. Spain, they were in, uh, or for the Vuelta, they, w- they went through Benidorm. Did you see the uh, pretty crazy architecture in Benidorm that you should totally check out if you haven't seen it? They have a building with a giant M at the top of it. It's totally crazy. Uh, so just go take a look. Uh, okay. I didn't see I was that. Thinking what day was that? So, anyways. I don't know. Someone. <laughs> one of, I'm sure it's a day one of my riders on Velo Games dropped out. So, <laughs> oh man, that's super confusing. I mean, yeah. Benidorm is yeah. a large city that I've I never will say heard the of. only reason I'm happy no. that Spencer is currently whooping your butt right now in the uh, Velo Games is because oh, no, is he'll he? actually write a paragraph for winning the uh, competition, whereas <laughs> you just cut and paste a Captain Beefheart honk song. So um, solid, you know, solid pretty idea. good stuff. So into the Velo Games, I am obviously in last place. I am in the bottom 10% tile across the entire league, so we don't even need to talk about my team because besides Chavez and Contador, it is a complete disaster. Um, <laughs> I am I, the, My only goal I have is... left is to beat uh, Fugazi still $5. <laughs> that's the only thing okay. I got left. That's a good goal. You are beating the the greatest fifty point team, which is not dead last, but is close. Um, so that's another positive. Uh, but I mean, what's what's worse? Uh, the worst thing about your team, I think, is that Degan Kolb. You know, he left early, and that's sad. And I, you know, you never want to see anybody uh, have to leave early from a, a from a Grand Tour. But I think he's got about as many points as he would have got you if you were still there. So Ooh, that's burn. the unfortunate thing. Yeah. You know, I yeah. was going to pick Edward Thunes over him anyway, and for some reason, I just I just thought Degenkolb yeah. was going to bring it because I, I I have a I have a I have a, a piece place in my heart for Degenkolb because of the tragic right. crash that he had to deal with, and it, he was like going into his peak of his career. So Spencer is in the top place of us uh, near the top quarter of the league. You have Lopez, Alaphilippe, Zacharin, all looking good, and uh, the only person not scoring for you is. Uh, Vincenzo Nibali with only 30 points. Um, pretty amazing uh, that Nibali hasn't even scored any. Oh, wait. No, sorry. That's Nibali's brother. Um, <laughs> yep. Again, I, I easily confused. 30, 30 points are all helper points, and you know that's a <laughs> yeah. smart move when when uh, Nibali was guaranteed to get on this podium. Uh, um, we'll see. But actually, my, my worst performer is, uh, was Peter Stetnia. So. He has with to be z- getting you some helper points, points no? He has zero points. I don't know how the helper points are scored, but he's been doing that, yeah. All right, and then, uh, little guy, uh, you're actually looking okay um, for the Kobo, Kobo, Kobo (sighs) team. I win a stage every other day. We've done this to ourselves. You know that, right, Tim? Oh, yeah, because he finally figured out how to pick a sprinter. Yeah, all we've done for the past three or four years is trash him when he picks some garbage sprinter and then this year he like 
picked no. a good sprinter, and of course now he's right. Who are some of the sprinters the he's picked? Bryce Cocard, Jimmy Casper, who Tim? <laughs> I never picked Casper. No, here's the thing: you guys didn't do anything. I would have picked Trent even if we were going into the tour. Like if I if I had <laughs> had a choices, I would have picked Trent over Cavendish or Kittle. Okay. Wait, those you guys him over your so, bar fight guy? Come on, man. Here's the thing: those guys, those guys, and those style of sprinters that can't get over climbs, can't go on the attack. They bore me to death. I don't I don't care about them as riders. Trent and I like because he's won on flat sprint stages. He's won like attacking toward the end. He's helped his teammate win. Like he's my kind of sprinter. It just happens to be that all those big sprinters all go to the tour. And one Kittle and Cavendish would be getting their asses dropped every single day if they're in this race. Like anyone that's talking any shit about like, oh, the big sprinters aren't at this race. No. Those guys would be dropped every day. Trenton's the best. You know who's the Trenton. best right now? Qu- quick step. Anybody on yeah. quick step would have been a good pick. <laughs> and well, yeah, exactly. And I picked one. <laughs> picked two, actually. It's worked. Picked two, yeah. Um, how far Not am I behind move. you, Spencer? I haven't, I haven't looked. What's You're about uh, 350 <sighs> points behind. It's probably all nebly. Because you've yeah. got Zachary and you've got Philippe. Yep. Damn. But I got, I got Micah. You don't have Micah. No, I don't. Um, all all your points are really coming from Trenton, and and I don't have much of anything from my sprinter Lobato from Lotto, who I just had nailed as Lotto's secret sprinter because they always, Yellow Lotto always has the secret sprinter that does really well. Yeah. And, um, second every day. I think they, I think they blew it during the tour, uh, with the secret sprinter. Oh, yeah. They they used up all their brownie points, all their points on the last day, man. That was they yeah. cashed it all in with a magic genie for that one sprint win. You <laughs> yep, know it exactly. Grobenhauer. I can't even remember the guy's name exactly. Yeah, nailed so, it. Nailed it. Grobenhauer. Uh, tonight, as usual, uh, we're racing for Health IQ. Um, you guys have heard us talk about them before. They've been a long, long-time sponsor of the show and uh, and good friends of ours over there that will save you some money on your life insurance. Um, so what you can do is head over to healthiq.com slash slowride uh, to learn a little bit more. They got some FAQs. They got all that stuff. Um, they'll break down how they're doing stuff with uh, measuring BMI, with measuring your uh, your lower risk for heart rate if you're a cyclist. Um, you know, if you're riding your bike about 50 miles a week or so, which uh, is pretty light training week, let's let's be honest, you guys, <laughs> if you're not doing 50, yeah, you're in trouble. Cross the um, zero almost, come on. Yeah, so what they're doing is is finding better predictors uh, for healthy people so they can get you better rates and, um, you know, less risk for them equals less money for you. So go over there, take a uh, quiz, see if you can score elite and uh, get some more info on life insurance. Again, healthiq.com slash slow ride. Save money, go elite, take the quiz. And then the other part that we need to talk about is the... Um, naturebox.com 
It's where you go for some sweet snacks, sweet nom noms, and we have the ability to help you get some free snacks um, with your first order. So you go to naturebox.com slash slowride and you enter the promo code slowride to uh, get hooked up. That's true. You will get three free snacks with that promo code, which is pretty great. You know, I could have used them on my ride today because when I was calling for the auto bus, I could have totally had my pockets full with some good snacks, but instead I didn't have good snacks and that's where I got dropped. You didn't stop at the store again and get the 97 ounce soft drink, did you? No, I didn't do the soft drink this time. Okay. 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 Yeah, definitely. I had a couple of bananas up your, up your snack today. game. Yeah, I need to up my snack game, that's for sure. And uh, NatureBox seems to be... The best part about NatureBox is they send it to my house, so I have no excuse to actually have it when I'm uh, riding. So if I can time the deliveries a little bit better, so it's before I actually ride, instead of just getting the delivery and just eating them in front of the TV while I'm thinking about riding, um, that would probably be a little bit better. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty sweet getting good. Uh, food delivered to your house. No, yeah, it's nice. Um and Nature Box has over 100 snacks uh, that taste good and that are actually better for you than uh, that gas station stuff you know you're getting. We all know. We know. We know. Yeah. We see you on the yeah, ride. Yeah. We know. But, um, <laughs> you know, you, they, and they add new stuff every month uh, inspired from real customer feedback. So, you know, if, you, uh, if there's something that they're missing, uh, let them know. They might uh, be able to get it. Me, personally, all I ever need, again, are these aged cheddar lentil, lentil loops because... I'm addicted, friends. I can't. What? I can't go back. What is it? So what is a lentil? lentil loop? Yeah, explain. It's it's. I don't. I can't explain. It's so good. It's like a little chip. It's kind of like a Frito. Okay. So it's, it's loopy. So much better. But it's made it's out a of lentil. Puffier. Yeah. Huh. Oh, that's delicious. Sounds, sounds like a thing. Okay. Cool. It's so good. It's so good. All right, everybody, go out and the... try this snack because not a snack I've ever seen in stores. So I think you're probably gonna have to go to Nature Box and try it no, out. That's that's just it. Yeah, like get uh, get some sriracha roasted cashews. I keep some of those at my desk at work. You know, when you get those midday munchies, knock it out. So anyway, get three of them for free uh, with the coupon code SlowRide uh, after you head over to NatureBox.com/slowRide. Good. And then uh, also I'd like to thank the members and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. You know last month was our big uh, membership drive, but you can still go to WideAnglePodium.com to learn more. And uh, we do appreciate everyone that uh, came on board. And we have uh, we are still working on getting those uh, contests uh, squared away. Um, I know Crosshairs Radio, a partner show of ours, is uh, um, hooking up with some sweet uh, signed Socks from the Cyclocross World Champion Vout Van Aert, and uh, lots of mm-hmm. great stuff. Yeah, that's going to be good. Um, we had a great response from that drive, so we really appreciate everybody putting up with us, uh, yakking about it for the last few weeks. And, and um, you know, it's really great. Um, we really do appreciate it, and uh, we'll be sending out all your fidget spinners and t-shirts and whatnot in the next couple weeks here. So look for look for those in the mailbox. All right, let's get back to the show, guys. Oh, hey there, all you hosers. This is Manitoba Mike Vandenham from Canada, and uh, you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast, eh?
Alrighty. Alrighty. Now, as we come back to the show, usually this is the time when we read our Apple Podcast reviews. Uh, we do appreciate when we get those. We still haven't gotten a new one, but Jacques Drum did hit us up and say, long-time listener and first-time donator. I forced my wife to listen to your podcast, and she commented, what the hell are they talking about through, uh, throughout episode 168? I had three ra- three mountain bike races this last weekend, and my wife commented, did you go full Schleck? I laughed my ass off because <laughs> during that grueling, the grueling one-hour race with 2,000 feet of climbing, I unzipped my jersey halfway and chuckled to myself, half Schleck, even though I was in serious pain. <laughs> Thank you for the funny show. Seven and a half stars. And then he good. goes, P.S. That's good. P.S. We have an eight-month winter in Talkeetna, Alaska, and I put more miles on my fat bike than all my other bikes. Don't hate the fatty. So then yeah. I, oh, um, Googled, place, I, I Googled Talkeetna, Alaska, and I'm sure I'm crushing the pronunciation there. Um, oh, that's yeah. right outside of a big, uh, big national park. Um, and it is the – the Wikipedia, never lies, says this is where uh, – you know the town of Northern, like from the show Northern Exposure, was. Uh, oh yeah, it's where was it was. Created. It was you like modeled that after. Sweet... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. dude. I watched like... the first three seasons last winter. <laughs> Starting the fourth, soon as it yeah. gets cold out again. <laughs> seems oh, like a pretty awesome. cool town. It's right outside of Denali. It's got a population of eight hundred seventy-six. So um, we'd like to thank well, you for that. How, fat how many? How many of those? Uh, 876 have fat bikes, probably yeah. at least five, 600. Oh, yeah. Oh, so wait, wait, minimum. wait. What was this dude's name? Was it Maggie or was it Joel <laughs> or was it Ed? Did Ed write us? Oh, man. I now, it was Ed. I don't know Such if there's a, a, if there's a, uh, a moose um, that hangs out with our, with our uh, buddy uh, um, there. Maurice. But did you guys know the 2002 comedy, uh, Disney comedy, Snow Dog, starring Cuba Gooding Jr., takes place? <laughs> In Talkeetna, uh, Alaska. I think that that uh, is one heck of a uh, drop. So, Jacques, welcome <laughs> to the family. Thanks for becoming a supporter. Um, uh, more importantly, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. It might be Jack, but it's uh, I, I can't tell. And uh, you can go half schleck any day of the week on a fat bike. Uh, we will never, uh, <laughs> will never uh, challenge you I, to do that. I love the idea of somebody just riding along and then chuckling to themselves. <laughs> Half schleck. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then, I mean, it's even better that his wife, like, yeah. only 24 hours into the no, already picked up on the finer points of things and was like, did you go full schleck? And when he had to go, no, only half schleck. You know, you know, there was some disappointment there. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I, maybe so we I, gotta get we gotta get up there sometime. It looks pretty. Uh, looks pretty great. Lots of good pictures of, uh, up there in Alaska. It sounds, it's nice that we are uh, that we're broadening the horizons. Uh, it's 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 an it, honor it, to have people listen to us from around the world. It sounds like an ideal spot to have uh, Fat Bike Nationals. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah. Oh yes, it does. That that's a great idea. That that one may uh, that one may come to fruition. <laughs> we'll pull some strings. Um, oh, they had a yeah. they had a cat as their honorary mayor for ten years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the other thing. They had a a cat. Uh, that's right. What was the cat? <laughs> what was the mayor's town. name again? Wasn't it like Stubbs. Stanley or something? Stubbs. Stubbs. Stubbs, Stubbs the cat. Nice. This is my new favorite place in the world. All right. Uh, all right. So uh, now we're burying the lead. Let's get to the big story, and that, of course, is that you can crowdfund 
and keep Cannondale Draypack alive for 2018 because a new partner backed out of its commitment. But let's just say who the new partner was. It was Unibet. And uh, Unibet... Should have seen that coming. With the question mark uh, (laughs) kits, supposedly one board member remembered what actually happened to them the last time (laughs) they spent millions of dollars to sponsor a professional cycling team. Yeah, Um, big waste. And realized that it's probably not the best investment for them because... It just wasn't going to work. Kind of a sad story, but they go to crowdsourcing. So, gentlemen, how do we feel about this? I've got my opinions, but you guys go first. Well, I've become a $25,000 donor. How many thousands of dollars did you guys donate? Uh, I think, as I said last week, I'm not going to donate. Oh Well, at the $25,000 level, I get a coffee mug, and I probably get, I don't know, like a, a Probably have a chance a to win a kid. The- yeah. I might get like a blur of my name written on a website with 55,000 other people on at, one page. Somewhere. At what donation level do I get a signed VO2 max report from Michael Woods? Like certified with like 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 a like a notarized stamp from the technician that that's, oh, a, that's you, a big VO2 max. You just got to ask Michael for that. He so, carries 8x10s around with him. So guys, signed, laminated, yeah. boom, in the mail. So that right there. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is what they should have been giving away, in my opinion. Like, I mean, obviously, I want this team to continue. It's a little weird that they're going to a crowdsourcing. I think that they jumped on the bandwagon a little too fast because it has kind of petered out a little bit. They're only at half a million dollars. They still they have nine days left to raise one point oh. five million um, to get to the two million dollar match. Which matching funds are always. They're always going to happen anyway, so they just say that. And uh, But here's the thing. <laughs> I, I mean, that's well, what I've so heard. Did you guys hear in the last week that supposedly John Kerry is out working the phones, greasing the hands, shaking the paws, trying to find so, some funding? And I, my initial thought why, when this came why up doesn't was, he just call why doesn't wife? he... She's dead. And didn't she die? I don't I think, think so. God, no, no little guy. You, you guys gonna make me edit Spencer, this? You might need to edit I'm, that. I'm one. leaving this. I don't. I'm leaving dead. this in. Just I don't know if people she is. need to know what kind of ridiculous stuff happens on this thing. <laughs> She's totally well, they, passed you away. You know, guys, I I would really not like having a team sponsored by a ketchup company. Um, that would be that would be my mortal enemy. And their kits would be all red, which is the color I've wanted in the professional peloton for a while, and then ketchup it's a ketchup bottle that would be horrible there's so much red in the peloton right now she's not dead (laughs) yeah so john Kerry's out there trying to raise some money we've come up with the 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 who he should call duncan duncan donuts was the number one Mm -hmm. marlboro classic you got michael woods use that vo2 max marlboro it's gonna work and the little guy what was yours I don't remember. I was hoping you'd remember because you remembered the other yeah. two, and I was like, "Man, I don't yeah. remember mine." Oh, yeah, it, it was, was New Balance. New Balance, New Balance man. Yeah. That's actually New Balance. Solid. It was That's actually solid. a rational company that people know about. And yeah, um, I'm so- sorry to Teresa Hines. She's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> she accepts definitely your not dead. So she just probably sued guys, me. She this, just crushed me. <laughs> this this entire um, crowdsourcing. Thing originally it was going to be a hundred dollar minimum, and then everyone complained. I was like, it needs to be twenty five. And then now there's three hundred twenty two people have donated twenty five dollars, which you get um, you get exclusive content emailed. But here's the thing: a ten thousand dollar 
donation gets you a handwritten thank you note from a Cannondale Draypack writer. Now, you would maybe think that you're going to get Michael Woods to write you that, but you may just get some NeoPro. We don't know. Um, I Yeah, what if you got stuck with Joe Dombrowski? That seems Ooh. like... How <laughs> I would much Joe rather... <laughs> Do you... I hear he's a lovely dinner guest. Now, someone <laughs> donated $10,000 for this, right? And I wish them the best of luck. It just seems a little... Uh, a little well, weird. Uh, well, yeah, it is. I don't know. I mean, maybe it'll work, and then all teams will start going this way. You know, you can get a signed Nairo note. So here, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think this is embarrassing uh, for the team. I think it's embarrassing for the professional level of the sport. I think that we have to go to crowdfunding. Yes. I think it's. I think it's pretty stupid. If it's what has to be done, it's what has to be done. I guess you can't get around that, but. Um, you know, what is the big problem if this team disappears? I know some people will be hard pressed to find replacement jobs and stuff, but like there will be a continental team that steps up and hires some more people on, you know, some of the support staff and whatnots. Maybe. Um, usually that's how it kind of works. Um, but like, what, what, will this send shockwaves through the world too? Is this going to upset the Apple cart or is this just going to be another one of the many, many, many teams that have disappeared over the years. Uh, I think, no, I think you're right in that it'll cause a slight panic and a talk of panic for about a year about how it's all going. It's all, you know, nothing's working in pro cycling. And then two big sponsors will come in in 2019 and everybody will forget it ever happened. You know, like Apple will sponsor a team and then, and, and, and like Ford or something, and everyone will be like, "See, there's tons of money in cycling, and big big companies love it." And, and everyone will forget. Golf. I have so. yeah. I have issues with going to the crowdsourcing. I'm gonna I'm gonna Why? be really bummed if it doesn't work out because it's 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 like they listen to a a small amount of individuals saying that oh you should do crowdsourcing. Everyone's doing it, and now we're realizing like we're actually seeing firsthand how few people care about like like. Cycling. I mean, I care about cycling. I'm not going to donate money because I'd rather give my money to uh, maybe a smaller team because I enjoy watching this team. But I, I don't know, man. It's embarrassing. I don't think it's totally embarrassing for the professional peloton as much as you, Spencer, because I think that it's just every year well, there's a different team that you're like, oh, they're going to sure. fail, and then all of a sudden they exist. But this is but here's the crowdsourcing. thing in in Europe. Like the Quick Steps of the world and the Chris Frooms of the world, like these guys actually are paid professionals and like are written about in the tabloids and like they're real professionals. And then over here, we're just like, ah, you know, it's bike racing, whatever. Yeah, shoestring budget, it's fine. And maybe the whole thing is a lot of smoke and mirrors, but I think this puts on a worldwide stage like what kind of a joke this, this, industry it can be you know this professional cycling thing and i'm like if you can't if you can't hack it like you know ron's gonna go somewhere else and you're gonna have to get by with whatever budget you do have or you're gonna have to go uci continental or you're gonna have to you know just transform into a women's team or whatever like there's plenty of options i mean it's just yeah i have a finite amount of money that I can give to 
chari- charitable organizations because this is pretty much yeah. charity what they're asking for here because you don't really get anything other than yeah. your name on a website. Or, I mean, yes, yeah. you can get a thank you note, but whatever. And then yeah. Hurricane Harvey happens and you see the destruction yeah, kind of, there and then you're like, yeah. hmm, right. which one am I going to donate to? And it's like some dudes riding bikes. Yeah. Or, no, that's right. it's, uh, not that there aren't always worthy charities, but obviously happening the same time as Hurricane Harvey hits uh, puts it into pretty – pretty stark perspective yeah and i mean even if you want to yeah. uh keep your donations uh cycling specific even if it wasn't the, the the unfortunate timing with that like there's better things you can do i mean i got a text message uh just the other day from from a friend of mine who you know she used to race a lot and she's not racing as much uh this year but she wanted to make sure she was supporting uh somehow so she just uh, emailed a promoter of a cross race out here and was, was like, Hey, can I donate money to be preems in a, in a women's field? And of course the promoter was like, yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? We'll give them away. Yeah. So she just wrote a check for 80 bucks and sent it to a race so she could help support the women that are racing out there. And, uh, you know, she just texted me and was like, I didn't even know this was a thing you could do like that. They would let me do this. And it's awesome, and I feel great, and like it's a way that I can help support local cycling and and women cycling and keep things equal and all that. And uh, you know, it was it was pretty cool. And then at the same time, we have this Cannondale thing going on where I'm like, you know, I can give two hundred and fifty dollars to become an Argyle adventurer and get access to insider content and my name on a web page. And do you get a patch a, that and I, says that? I get a I get a tote. Oh, uh, so you should get a patch that says you're an Argyle so adventurer. They miss so, an opportunity there at that level. So, so these are two, right? These are two opportunities that they missed. One could be a signed VO2 max confirmation of Michael Woods at $500 level. Uh, they're missing mm-hmm. out on the uh, the adventure the adventurer patch. What other types mm-hmm. of uh, cool things would you guys want to see? Um, is there anything else that you're like, you know, that well, would be actually a cool thing? I'm going to be honest. I have not looked through most of these things because I was never going to donate. Um, but I got to think if you didn't come in at the bottom level, the very bottom $25 level with a pair of Argyle socks, like you're just screwing up because <laughs> so many people would just buy those for 25 bucks anyway. Yeah. So you just need to throw them in and get people hyped up because everybody would have donated for that. Like they'd be like, ah, shit, I get free socks. Like, you know? So my, uh, one of the things I was joking about was how crowdsourcing this is going to be one hell of a jersey design because now they're going to have 9,000 owners oh, of the team telling you like what the jersey needs to look like. You know, my favorite part is that uh, at the end of the day, it just shows this shines this ugly spotlight on the fact that whether you're uh, uh, an elite Cat 3 team or a World Tour Pro team, Everybody's got to hit the Indiegogo every once in a while, you know, and uh, all the all the quote unquote cat do, you know, professional roadies who look down their noses at the uh, fixed gear crit racing Indiegogo fundraisers and all this stuff over the last few years. Really, uh, you know, hope they're so, looking hard at themselves. Yeah, well, good luck. I hope Cannondale Dry Pack is around again next year. My, I still think that they will be in the uh, Pro Tour, but... Uh, Good luck for them uh, finding it. And I, to cap off this entire conversation, uh, uh, Katie Compton's uh, husband, uh, Mark, uh, 
uh, yeah. Mark Legg, right? Um, yes, Mark yes. Legg. There was a similar uh, one written by um, Stephen Wyman, uh, Helen, Helen Wyman's husband as well. I, they essentially said the same thing, but I know where you're going with this. That um, a $10,000 donation is, is one of the many levels that you could come in and support and get uh, get your name on a website and get a, a handwritten note. But for $10,000, you could be the title sponsor and uh, the main thing. You would be the website, not a page on the website of either of those two women who go to and race at the front of all the uh, cyclocross world cups all year long. So yeah. No, it's pretty a, puts it, puts it in perspective, you know, definitely. No, that that's a super good point. In, Stephen in Wyman's cybers. letter. Yeah. I was just real quick. Stephen Wyman's letter. He was like, uh, you don't just get to come on a team ride. Like, We'll take you to our favorite restaurant and our and the winery down the road and like tell you what dessert is the best and hang out with you. Like if you give us ten thousand dollars, like <laughs> you know, it's a big deal. Like it's just crazy how you know the difference in expectation is. Uh, even even within the world tour teams, like the amount that Cannondale is working with is is the same as some smaller teams are normally working with. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So. In other cyberspace news that uh, kind of blew up over the uh, week, uh, where I was alluding to before the preem lap was uh, Spencer. Uh, you, you created this pretty sweet list that we're going to go through in a second here of three things that you could pick ever again. What would they be while riding a bike? And oh my gosh, did the commuters of Copenhagen and worldwide get a little disappointed that uh, I, maybe they didn't see through what we were asking here, um, but. It was it was a good conversation that we even created a second list for the commuters, which I thought was top notch. But why don't you uh, take it away? Well, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, memes. No, it's a meme, Spencer. I know what I mean. Yeah, Let's well, go on. so yeah, it's, apparently a lot of people don't because uh, you know on the twitters things happen. Somebody somewhere writes something dumb, and people you know they go with it. And you're like, oh, what's your favorite TV show that was canceled before its time? And, you know, hundreds of people retweet it and put whatever their choice is. You know, ah, oh, Night Court, you know, whatever. Solid and, choice, um, solid choice. John Larroquette, John Larroquette. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. So anyway, one was floating around uh, that was, uh, you know, here is a list of things. You can only choose three. Uh, that You know, the three you can only ever use again and all the rest disappear forever. You can't use them. And it, the one I saw originally was all about social media, like YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, etc. And I was like, oh, I can make one of these about bike racing, no problem. So I threw it together and sent it out into Ethernet, and we got a, an awesome response and some great, a lot of debate, because there was some mountain bike-specific stuff on this list and some road stuff, and uh, I, I felt like it made you think. But then, somehow, the commuters got a hold of it, the, uh, the Copenhagenized people who are who are all you know dutch bike and don't need anything fancy and they're very offended that they didn't know even what any of this stuff on this list was and how could it be for bikes and how why do you need this stuff (laughs) it was super super self-righteous and and annoying uh so i had to make a separate list for them uh with fenders and fanny packs and things like that but anyway the only one we care about really is the bike racing list so i'm going to give this list to you guys and you both have to pick your three and I'll pick my three because I actually haven't done it yet. And, um, and we'll see what we come up with. But here's the list. Tubeless. 
E-tap or DI2, disc brakes, carbon wheels, suspension, carbon fork, saddlebag, tubulars, Strava, and power meter. All right, I'll go first. So those are your, those are your 10 <laughs> items. <clears throat> Which three would you choose if you could never use any of the other seven again? Well, I am going to go... Um... And, and let me clarify. A lot of people are like, what about carbon frames? What about blah, blah? If it's not on the list, you continue to use it. Like, it's fine. So I'm just so. going to go uh, straight up tubeless, disc brakes, and suspension because I am going to have a mountain bike, and it's going to be awesome, and then I can still have a you know, decent little... Uh, titanium uh bike without a saddlebag so it was good um <laughs> saddlebag would be the one that i'd probably need the most just because i tend to break now, things need a granola bar but those that, are the three i would i would go with that titanium bike wouldn't have a carbon fork or carbon wheel nope yeah be a little uh need an aluminum fork on there um and then uh, that's pretty harsh ride yeah it's a tie fork man it's only like a million dollars <laughs> how about you little guy what, what do you got <clears throat> um well i definitely go with some tubulars I definitely go with a saddlebag, yep. and then what? What was my my electronic shifting was ETAP or DI two? There's no campy. Yeah, they're 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 grouped together. I guess we can throw the EPS in there too. All okay, electronic. EPS, we ran out of characters, Fight little me. guy. We couldn't have EPS. That's true. I guess I'll take EPS. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess if I could go with the campy EPS, that'd be okay. I suppose. That sounds good. All right. But tubulars and saddlebag, right. man, that's solid. That's 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 my so current you're, you're ride. So f- you're foregoing the carbon forks as well, because I'm that's pretty fine. sure you have some ten year old carbon forks on your bikes. I I do. I, that's true. I have a special message for the bike shop cross. Really? Question mark? Question mark? <sighs> <clears throat> yeah, I could live without it though. I got a steel. I got steel forks okay. all over the all place, right. man. I'd be fine. All right. All right. Well. The Richard Sox team seems to make a working cross, so yeah. I guess it's fine. I think I'd be okay if I had a Richard Sox. I think I could do it. I uh, I think I'm definitely going to go tubular as well for first choice. Like I need that. Um, <clears throat> I think I got to go with the uh, man. This is really tough. I think I got to go with tubeless as well because I do ride enough mountain bikes that I know that that's very important. And tubes are for suckers. And I got to go with disc brakes. Again, I don't want them on my road bike, but I need them on on mountain bikes. So. No, you don't. V-brakes are plenty strong. Surprisingly, I, I want to say Strava. Yeah, yeah Strava I wanted to. One. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. It's It makes riding by yourself a little more fun, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Well... Yeah, it was a it was quite the list. Now on the commuter list, Spencer, come on, man. I I we when I don't need to go through the whole like what we're gonna pick, but you crushed it with the Brook Saddle, Fenders, mm-hmm. Wool Jersey, Knickers, Campy, Kickstands, Paneers, SPDs, Belt Drive, and a Bell. And we had comments about, hey, can you have SPD sandals? Um, we had, yes. uh, <clears throat> you know, a saddlebag could probably still work. I mean, even though you got paneers. That's a high quality list. The only thing missing um, is a rack. In my opinion. Yeah, probably. Uh, if you got the there, panniers, there are a couple. You got yeah, there are a couple things I, I could have put on instead, um, but I was pretty happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. That's a good list. So That's solid. I know we have the um, the eBay watch list on our uh, schedule. 
we've already been going mm-hmm. a little bit here, so I'm wondering if uh, we we push back that to next week when we talk with our Velta um, summary. Because uh, we did have one other hot spot on the uh, the Twitter, and that was a friend of the podcast, Mitch Docker, hitting us up and uh, challenging the little man to a game of <laughs> rock paper scissors. Yeah. Um, like so that. we will be having uh, Mitch Docker on here. Probably it's going to happen faster than the Hincappy interview, but we just got to figure out how time zones work. Yeah, we're still That's working true. on that. Once the, is, once the British the explain part. it to us, we'll. Uh, I mean, one of our British listeners could write in and explain how they mastered time and decided where it starts and where it, where it's divided. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all our listeners for tuning in to the show. Thanks, BK One, for the use of the track "Tame Du Cannibal" off the album "Radio Du Cannibal." And thanks to all of you tweeting about the show, telling your friends about us. We really appreciate it when you tell uh, friends. You can tweet us at the Slow Ride Pod. You can find us on Instagram at the Slow Ride Pod, and uh, we can also be emailed at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail And we'd like to thank Health IQ Nature or Health IQ slash Slow Ride, and then also NatureBox.com slash Slow Ride. Enter the promo code Slow Ride um, save uh, to score some free food. And if you haven't already, please click and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And if you've already subscribed, leave us a review. And uh, it helps us uh, build the audience for the show. We'll be catching up with you again next week. And until then, don't be that guy on the ride. This is Tim in Orlando. This is Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Boston. Reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.